The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about in Oxford at the moment. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. I'm joined as always by Ben Burney. How are you, Ben? Hi, Gary. So, the finals are upon us. Tabon will be looking to make an immediate return to senior after beating a spirited feathered side on Saturday by 3.15 to 1.17. And they will face St. James's, who fended off last year's final Simon after extra time by a score of 126 to 123. It'll be the Jimmy's first ever intermediate final, with the club making enormous strides since being junior B back in 2009, while Tabon were the winners in 2019. Nevena got the better of St. Martins in the first of the senior semi-finals on a scoreline of 114 to 15 points, and they will face off against Oige Ben Bryan, who emerged 221 to 214 victors over St. Anne's. The weekend also saw Glenbarrentown beating Rathnewer in the senior relegation with a massive comeback, sending Rathnewer down to intermediate for the first time since 1941. Cranford will contest the intermediate A County final versus Rathrow Cushnamstown while Clongeen and St. Pat's will face off in the junior final. Jesus, Ben, there, there isn't really enough time to digest all of the hurling and, and then get started on trying to get ready for the finals, is there? Yeah, very tough to see all the games and know what's going on, you know, with games coming taking fast. Uh, of course, we would like it a bit more spread out, but this is the this is the weekend for, for county finals, I suppose, and enjoy it. Yeah, and, and an extra week would be nice, even for all the clubs involved, you know, for their own preparation not not even not just the players like we we talked about the players and their own recoveries and the eight weeks on the bounds but even for the clubs like especially with the some of them first time in a long time in county finals and something to, to treasure well Colin Sunderland was speaking to us last week about going to schools you know build up with the schools and all that kind of thing if you win it is again a shame that it'll be all even when you have only a week it's tougher to get the young people involved, you know. You, you can't go to the schools, maybe you have a bit of time to organise something. You could easier get the young people involved. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose for all the players involved and management teams, all they really care about is winning. That's all they can do, yeah, but you have to... Maybe maybe not all they really care about is winning. The most important thing is winning. <laughs> the, higher, the hierarchy of the club would be the ones thinking about, you know, the next generation. But of course, the players themselves, they, they have to be focused on one thing. But yeah. there'll be other people in the club thinking about the next generation and showing them, giving them inspiration. 
Well, I leave Ben on his own for this one, but he's in good company with with regards to the guests as a man with no shortage of county titles. Former Wexford and current Owler star Rory Jacob joins him, along with Ben's fellow clubman and senior champion from last year with Ferns, James Conk. All right, we'll start with you, James. Did you ever think you'd see the day where Ratnior weren't in senior hurling? <laughs> Probably not, no, but look, over the last couple of years, we've been straight about sort of been coming along the line. Like, I mean, so many times you can get out of jail and you know, some stage is going to catch up with you. You know, you just you don't want to be down in them relegation battles every year. I think there was last three or five years there in relegation or something like. You know, they're always there, there. But I was like, I don't think they've qualified out of the group in a while. Like, you know, and look, to have good young lads coming, coming, in, coming forward, a good set of forwards, and they'll be back. They will be back. You know, no doubt about it. And give it two or three years, they'll be back up, up around. Would you and Owlert Rory be taking pleasure now in Ratnior's relegation? <laughs> I tell you the truth, Ben. When when we were after being we were relegated in, in, in what was it, twenty twenty one. And I know I know what it feels like and I tell you the truth, it, it's not a game that I'd ever I'd ever enjoy anyone getting relegated in because I, I sort of I sort of I, I, I think it's terrible to be sort of, you know, celebrating somebody's sort of misery really, you know, for, for, for a rat newer and for ourselves a few years ago or forever Clabon last year really getting different teams got relegated over the years. Sure. It means so much to the places and it's it's part of the part of the culture in a place that Jesus uh, I wouldn't be celebrating it anyway. Now there be, might be plenty of lads around pubs and yorks who'd be fucking maybe not playing in games and things they'd be getting excited about. But I'd be the type now not to not to read into that too much or say too much about it because I, t- I tell you the truth, any of us in any in, in all situations could end up in that situation. So you you wouldn't want to be you know celebrating anybody anybody else's misery, as James said. You know, right? You will probably come back strong next year. You know, it's 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 not it's not all gone or anything. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like that for them them today or or this week. You know, they they, they they've lost their their senior status for the first time and. Jez, that's a big thing, like you know, for them, and I know, as I said, for ourselves there a few years ago, it's the very same thing. So, no, it's it's I wouldn't be one for for sort of celebrating that anyway. To be honest, I I feel sorry for any team who's in it really, and and, and you know, obviously, obviously, it's it's a tough game to play, and it's a bigger game nearly than the county final. And Jesus, to 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 win it is great, and to lose it, then you could see some of the right newer supporters. I met some of them coming out afterwards, and. Jeez, it was. I'd say there was. It's it's as low as they've ever been. I'd say, and and it'll take him a good bit to pick it up again too, though. You know, it's not. It's not going to be simple. You know, the intermediate grade is 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 tough enough. There's good teams there, and there's there's teams that'll that'll come at them. So if if they don't kind of organize themselves next year again and get going early, you know, you could get caught there for a while. You know, they were like half time. They were winning 114 to 8 points. 39 minutes gone, they were winning by 10 points. Did they not score enough in the first half or did they collapse or what was it? It's a, it's a, I don't think they collapsed now at all. I, I, I think, like what well, as you said, there were there were 9 or 10 points up at halftime. Glenn actually started the game really well. I thought I thought, thought they, they, they started well. They were using the ball. They played it. They they played a man back. Well, right, you were playing a man back anyway. But so both of them ended up with a sweeper, and I thought Glenn Glenn were in, in in a lot of control of it really. And 
Jesus, Eamon Furlong then get, kind of gave a, a throw-in on the edge of the square and Ratnur got a goal off and that gave, that gave them a bit of energy to halftime and they hurled well then up to that. And I, I still sort of thought Glynn were hurling well as well. Both teams were actually hurling quite well and hurling free enough for, for, for a relegation game. There was nobody playing with any great inhibitions really and there was such a strong wind in Wexford Park the, the other evening though. You know, I, like I was there, I was on the far side and geez, you'd be blown out of it now. You know, the wind was very, very strong and you know, an eight or nine point lead is not that much on an evening like that. And even in the second half, Ratnur got a lot of good scores. And you know, they they, they were they were I wouldn't say they were on top because Glenn were always pushing, but they were they were in good control. But Sean Cooney getting a goal, then I don't know when he got maybe ten or twelve minutes left. Glenn needed that, and it was a great goal, and it lifted them really. And geez, the momentum was with him then, and they they they, they started to really come and. Ratnur held on well to be fair to him but then John Lacey got a ball in the square and geez, he, he really stood up for him there for, to get that goal and, and, and that put him ahead and the momentum then was completely with Glenn and against that win then it's so hard to score and they got a breakout goal at the end of it so I wouldn't think Ratnur hurled you know they collapsed or anything like it Glenn actually hurled really well I thought I thought Glenn, Glenn brought a lot to the game they, they brought a lot of energy they brought a lot of enthusiasm to it that they probably haven't brought to the year so far and that they got a good bit out of themselves in the last two weeks there's probably a good bit of soul searching down there as well so I I, I don't think Ratnur collapsed it was more of a case that Glynn kind of grabbed it by the scruff of the neck and, and, and went for the line at the right time and probably had more legs in the end of it really Ratnur probably you know Glynn had a bit more energy from their bench and Ratnur probably were just hanging on rather than maybe driving for the line Relegation finals like that I remember we played Kilbaran there probably six seven years ago and the same thing it was, you know, we had momentum, they had momentum, you had momentum. It's all who kind of, you know, when they're, you have the momentum, and especially in Metro Park, because every game lately, it seems to be the wind is playing a massive factor, which is kind of strange for this time of year. But whoever gets the momentum at the right time and pushes on and takes their scores and takes their chances, like, you know, didn't get the momentum the last 10 minutes, and they probably scored, what, what, what two, six or two, seven in the last couple of minutes, you know, and it's very hard when the team has momentum to grasp it back, especially in the last few minutes of the game anyway. like Could someone have gone down with an injury or something like that when the first goal went went in? Yeah, well, I'd say, I'd say, ben, I'd say ben, to be fair to, to be fair to him and Furlong, he wasn't really having any of that. I'd say he was, I'd say he was ready for a lot of that stuff and he'd, he'd have probably played the game on either ways, but Jesus, it was some finish to the game now. I know I, I was a neutral in it really, but you know, obviously there was so much at stake. But Jesus, it was it was one of the games of the year for me. I thought it was I thought it was really, you know, up and down stuff. And the finish to the game then, like Sean, as you said, Sean Cooney's goal with ten minutes, ten or twelve minutes left, unbelievable finish. And John Lacey then caught a ball or in the square and buried it. And the shout from the crowd at my side was, you know, there was only. There was only a few hundred people on the on the far side of Wexford Park, really. But you know they really lifted the place off. And then the last goal then was real rider over stuff. You know, Ratnur were pushing all the way up the field, and Carmel Cooney got a ball and he kind of took on uh, the right Brian Brian Quigley with the ball. He, he had more pace than him and kind of tipped it through then to Sean Cooney who was inside the forty five on his own. You'd never see that in Wexford Park, really. He was inside in his own and went through and buried it. And sure, geez, he he he. He had an evening to remember. I'd say he'll never have a better day in, in a clean shirt, really. He, he he should maybe hang up the hurl now because it can't get any better than that. Two two goals in a relegation final to keep the team up. Sean is only a young lad, but Jesus, what what, what a way to finish the game. 
he's only a young lad, Rory, and you want to retire him already. You don't have high hopes. <laughs> for him well, it, do, it doesn't get any better than that, Ben. You know, you, if you're if you're if you if you're playing in the forwards, you know, you're going to have tough days. And Sean, Sean was up there the other day, and he did he did well in the game. But Jesus, to fi- to finish off like that, I thought to myself, I said, Jesus, this can't get any better, Sean. It might be time to look for a flight to Australia or somewhere and head out there for nine or ten years and then come back and talk about yourself for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think enough of Glenn has gone to Australia and I don't need any more going. All right. <laughs> I thought George Dempsey was outstanding now as well. And I came out with a lot of ball and like, you know, in the vital times in the second half, he really, I thought in the first half now they were all at sea at the back. I thought they were, didn't really know what they are about. They were losing a lot of ball coming out, you know, trying to play maybe a little bit of a running game and, you know, with conditions or whatever, the ball wasn't really going to the hand. But on the second half, they really kind of, you know, even when they were behind, they weren't panicking. You know, they were doing the right thing with the ball, which is a massive thing because it's very easy if you're chasing a game just to lob the ball into the edge of the square. And, you know, sometimes it's very easy to defend that. I know you're right, though, James. Jared Dempsey was excellent the second half. I thought he controlled the game at centre back and. As you said, the war a bit all at sea the first half in the backs. David Clark was a bit all over the place as well. And he, he came into the game a good bit. And John Lacey, to be fair to him, was, was excellent throughout, really, and stood up really well from I thought Connor Manny, Connor Manny in the middle of the field was really, really good from he drove on for home. He's had a lot of injuries and he he's an excellent player. He's a lad who are, that I, I, I would think should, I know he was with Davy in the panel with Wexford a few years ago, but he's definitely a lad who can be looked at for Wexford because he's athletic and good hurler in the right size and the right age. He played a really good game as well. And then getting Rowan White back, even though maybe he didn't have, you know, a massive impact on the game, his, his presence there was 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 enough to kind of force Ratnur to maybe mark him. And that opens up space then for other fellas. And getting him back was a big, big help for, for, for Glenn as well. And like Fionn Cooney, I thought was excellent as well. He got three or four points, and then and then they took him off. He got he got a he got a great point down the sideline. They took him off, and they brought somebody else on. But he he had a good evening as well. So Glenn, Glenn, even though they had a bad year in the group, I think they they, they have a bright enough future there with that team. I think yeah, they've, they've really got the young lads. Like, they're going to find a few lads now this year that they probably wouldn't have found if the other lads, you know, like Liam Donahue and a few lads, you know, after getting experience now, they might not have got so quick. With you know the, the lads that are missing, the, like you know there'll be like with the lads coming back maybe next year they'll have a stronger panel. Like you know a lot of lads like stalwarts like your know, Michael Doyle's and you know and all them boys they weren't Brendan they weren't there this year. Like you know, so you mm. know you needed a lad to step up and the, when it counted they really did have a good few that did step up. Like Would Sean O'Connor be kicking himself two two big chances towards the end. I was talking yeah. about Robbie Cotton. He's just saying, like, you know, Sean is so talented and another day they were buried, like, you know. Yeah. But sure, look, these are the things that matches are going to run one us. Like, Sean only walked him on with a certain amount to go or whatever. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the fall, chances fall to the wrong person at the wrong time or the right person at the wrong time. Yeah, look, he could have took the chance. He could have, the chances could have been, been taken, but... Sometimes you know if you know they could have put it outside, but I, I just think that if even no matter what happened, I think that Glenn had a bit between the teeth that said that they're going to step on. Uh, I, I just it seems to me like they weren't going to lose that match. I know even though they were ten points behind or whatever, I, we were watching it and we were just saying if a goal goes in here, Glenn will push on and win this because I think Ranior seemed like they were spent at that stage. I think they're they were kind of as we said they ran out legs and Glenn seems to be getting stronger and stronger and stronger. 
He did, in fairness, Sean O'Connor, he did score one seven in last year's relegation final. So he hasn't exactly let Ratnor down. No, sure. He was he was he, he was unlucky, really, Ben. You know, the one that kind of hit the post. Sure, it was a great shot, I, I suppose. In certain ways, you could argue maybe maybe if if he'd have tipped them over at that point, you know, you know, it's kind of another nail in Glynn's coffin. But he went for him, and you know, he beat Mark Mark Fanning with the shot. It just it just hit the post. You'd you'd, you'd be unlucky, really. So, you know. Like lads be giving out about lads in the forwards not going for the goal. He went, he went for the chance, and he took, he took the, he went for the opportunity. He was just unlucky that it didn't, it, it didn't come off really. We'll move on to the first semi final. Gory defeated St Martin's one fourteen to fifteen points. Gory into the final, and were Gory deserving winners, Rory? Yeah, I think so, Ben. I, I I think if you if you if you if you analyze the whole game, you know, the the the, the first half, I I thought they were the, 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 they were the they were the the team that was showing the most intent. Really, I thought the Martins will be dis- very disappointed with their first half performance. Anyway, for for twenty minute twenty twenty two minutes, I I don't think they came out of the dressing room at all. They, they, they it seemed like they were they they were they were stuck in there. There was no great intensity about them. There was no. There was no fire in their belly, really, and Gory were showing all the all the fire for me and all all the better hurling. And you know the Martins got going a bit in the second half and and and, and made made a, a strong a strong game of it. But I think if you look at the game overall, Gory did a lot of the better hurling. I think the Martins were were probably too dependent on Rory O'Connor inside. A lot of the other fellas for them really didn't do that much within play and 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 and. You know, Gory's Gory's big players, Charlie McGuckian, you know, Connor McDonald, Carl Dunbar, the Doyles, all these lads stepped up pretty well the second half. They've improvement to do, but at the same time, with, with in the last ten minutes, all the big scores came from Gory. You know, Carl Dunbar got a point, Jack Cullen got a point. You know, there was all uh, Jack Dorn got a great point. All all these scores were, were were got in the last ten minutes, and Gory, I think, deserved to win it. There was more intent, there was more fire in their belly, and you know, it's, it's a simple one, but I think they wanted to win it more than the Martins did on the day, and 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 that's that's what won for them for me. You know, did did the Martins actually have the chances to win it and not take them, James? Yeah, look, Joe Coleman's probably one of the best free takers in the county, and. Like just 21 yards out, and you know, the man blocked it down. Rory went for a goal, uh, probably a better option from the angle. He was at the second point, he missed two or three points, you know, from left hand side, stand side there at a bit of an angle, you know. And they were right in up to the end. I think, as Rory said, that Jack Cullen point was kind of the nail in the coffin for him. I think it was nearly enough over at that stage, but um, no, I was really impressed with Gory the way to handle the game. I thought Martin's. Like as Rory said as well, there was kind of one trick to Rory O'Connor and kind of uh, Kyle Furman was getting copied a bit too away from maybe Rory and he was exposed in their zone. And in fairness now to Team Lowe, he done a very good job just spoiling them. He had other lads coming out that loose, you know, the loose ball. But um, no, I think you know, on the the whole game, I thought Gory were definitely deserving winners. I would argue that Rory just should have scored those. <laughs> or maybe just scored, took took a point, with a couple of goal attempts. Yeah. I I I say uh, Rory, I say Rory now today, Ben, it would be like that. He'd be thinking he should have got a few more scores. I'd say from 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 the possessions he got, especially in the second half. But 
at the same time as James said, I think Keen Malloy was, was, was excellent on, on, on Rory. You know, the start of the second half, it looked like Jesus, go, he's going to really go to town here and, 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 and they left a whole heap of space inside and he was on his own. But Gory kind of shored up the space a little bit more and, 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 and then he got into a more of a kind of a battle and a wrestling match with Rory. And, you know, if some of the ones Rory missed, I'd say he'd be disappointed with him. But at the same time, there was a strong win there in Wexford Park yesterday. And, you know, when you're, when, when, when you're throwing up that ball against that wind, the ball sometimes can tend to even blow away from you. You know, that kind of way you're throwing it up and it's blowing away from you. And he, he wasn't getting his full strike on the ball. And some of it as well was down to the, the, the pressure that Keane was putting on him as well, to be fair to him. But, you know, he'll be disappointed himself. He, he, Rory would have a high standard on, on, on that. But, you know... I still, I still think Gory, Gory, Gory were the better team on the day. I think, I think the Martins didn't bring the real, the the, the real fight to it, the real, the real uh, ability to the game. I think, I think Gory brought more, more, a lot more to the game. I think, I think, and they looked more impressive for me, and and, and they're deserving to be in the final. I, I think they need to improve, all right, but at the same time, they they'll be happy enough to, to to have got over that that game yesterday. The Martins beat them last year with, I suppose, what you could say. You know, a quarter, three quarters of a Martin's team. With you know, they were missing Rory and Jack last year. So you know, they, they, and Gory were beaten by them. So th- there was a lot at stake for both teams yesterday. I think, and I, I think that showed in the game. You know, both of them wanted to get back to a final badly because Gory haven't been back. Gory haven't won a final since eighteen, and Martin's haven't won one since nineteen. So, and both of them really on paper have the two strongest panels in Wexford, really. So. There was there was a good bit of pressure on him, and I think that showed in the game that, that both of them kind of tightened up in the game as it went along, and the the kind of tension in the game was maybe getting to him, and the pressure that was on him, and you know, from from Gory's perspective, to be hoping to free up a bit more in the final now and play, and play a bit more. As it turned out, there was a penalty in the first couple of minutes. Jack Cullen scored it, and that turned out to be the the vital score in the game. You said on commentary, Rory, that you reckoned it was. Your co-commentators didn't reckon it was. What, what were your thoughts, James? It was a bit soft? Well, yeah, maybe the first one was. But I definitely think uh, midway through the first half, I think it was Keane Brown broke through and he was 100% tripped and it was a definite penalty. And then the Martins went down the field. I think Rory ended up getting a delivery from Oslin and the ball broke out to Rory and Rory got a point from the stand side. You know, that, was, that could be a massive change of point in the game. So maybe the first one was a little bit soft, but definitely think on the, you know, on the whole thing that they deserved, you know, the other one was a stonewall penalty. Like he was, I think Keane was just throwing the ball up his shoes. Martins can't complain about the penalty. There should have been another one anyway, definitely. You see, you see, Ben, you see, I, I, I was on the commentary yesterday with Paul Laffin, who was, who was, who was a back himself, so... The back it all was looking that situation that Padre Doyle had the ball that had that that it wasn't a free, but in in from what I could see, Padre Doyle was on his own, and I I don't know who I can't remember who the Martin's lad was, but he st- he definitely had his hands on the forward, and for me, I I, I think he didn't allow Padre Doyle to, to he obviously he has to defend him, but he had his ha- arms around him, and to me that's a penalty all day long. I know back will argue differently, but. Paul Laffin, as I said, wasn't in agreement with, but he he's coming from the backs backs union, and James James Tonks there would probably be the very same. He if he thought it, he 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 wouldn't give it, but I'd be looking from the forward perspective. Party guy was trying to break forward, and he was held up. And as James said, as well, the on the balance of it, Keane Brown should have got a penalty either way. So there would have been a penalty in the, in in that match somewhere, and and they just got it lucky enough in that, at that point. 
I mean, I was I was five minutes late to the game, so that in and that penalty had already been scored, and right. the ref wasn't blowing any freeze for Gory. So I was wondering what is going on. He must have been thinking that was a soft penalty. So he right. wasn't. Did you, you didn't see, did you see the incident yourself? I watched the back. Watched the back. Well, now. well oh, I thought it, I think I think a penalty. It's a free anywhere else on the pitch, like. Hundred you know? percent, exactly. It's a free everywhere else, so it has to be there. It has to be a penalty. But it is one of those ones where it's often not given because it's not a. You know, he didn't pull him down or anything that kind of way. If if it probably had to be yeah. midway through the second half, it wouldn't have been given. You know what I mean? It was just. I think it was yeah. so soon to start the match. I think if it was going to lay down the law, that it's not going to be dealt with. You know, because you know the kind of treatment that Conor Mack gets and in there, but. I think it kind of went the opposite way because he gave it so early. I think he just let the game go a bit maybe too much. You know, I won for all for letting the game go, but I do think there's a lot of stuff that was let go in that match. You know, I'd say Gore going to have a lot of recovering to this week to get that right. But they may find somewhere to go. I think Gary Malloy, by the looks of it, definitely gone. And you know, there's not a lot of other lads to say very, very sore today. Yeah, Conor Mack definitely wouldn't have got that penalty. No, he's, he's getting nothing. No, no. no. Tom Stafford's pass to Paddy Doyle for to win the penalty was brilliant. Yeah, very good. And that, and that's that, that's what Gory were good at yesterday as well. They found they found lads well with the ball, especially especially against the wind. I thought they used the ball pretty well. Second half they didn't use it as well. They got a little bit excited with their shooting, but they used the ball very well. And Tom Stafford's pass, you said Ben from a corner back. If there's any cornerback in the country, he'd be delighted with that one. You know, he found he found Padre Doyle in space. And, you know, again, from the forward's perspective, again, like, Tom found him, but he wouldn't have been found if Padre Doyle wasn't moving into position, you know. And, and that was that was the key to it as well. You know, Padre was on the move and Tom Tom had the, had the vision then and the ability to be able to find him and a great ball inside. And I thought Gorey used the ball better than the Martins the first half. And the Martins allowed them to do it as well because they kind of stood off them a good bit the first half. They allowed them to get the puck outs and I thought against that win that that was the wrong thing to do to be honest because I think you, you needed to force the goalie to puck the ball. He wouldn't have got it any further than than their own 65 and then they were under pressure whereas they were giving them the ball all the time and they were allowing them to kind of play keep ball in that area and they got up to a certain place then and they were able to get it up the field. So the Martins I think will be disappointed with, with, with what they brought to the game especially for the first 22 or 3 minutes. You know, as I said, they rose it up in the second half a good bit and made made it tricky for Gory. But when you're only a few points up against that against that wind in the second half, the momentum was always going to pull towards Gory, and especially the last nine or ten minutes, they got they got the vital scores, and and the Martins just couldn't have enough to get back. You probably have a highlight reel of those passes like Tom Stafford, James, do you? <laughs> I don't know about that now. It won't be too long. I'd say if you're talking to Bitsy or anyone who's saying that, then we got murdered every match. But um, <laughs> I have to say on um, Charlie McGuckin, as Roy was saying, was the use of the ball. He seems to be so comfortable on the ball. He kind of reminds me of uh, like Gizzy Ling. His the footwork, his, his hands are insane. Like, you know, he's anything within his radius is in his hands. His little step here, a pirouette, gone. But he doesn't panic like, you know what I mean? He's stepping out through and he's kind of playing wing back, but He's in the melting pot in midfield, the way the games are gone, you know, so there are people are loading out in there. We see him step out and give the right hand every time. You know, he's kind of the, the same as what maybe I get with Damien or 
Redirex or whoever's stepping out. He's the launch pad for everything they're doing. Really, is I think going forward. Like, he's like a different player, isn't he? Like moving to wing backs. Yeah, he's he's he's. Yeah. Actually, he's he's player of the championship so far. Really, isn't he? You know, he's 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 really playing well for Gordy, and he's he's the driving force there, and he's 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 going up and catching balls. He's driving forward. He's he's using the ball well. I suppose the one thing I, I he probably needs to improve on is his shooting. You know, he, you know, obviously it's not a wing back's back's main role, but at the same time he's getting a few chances and he he's he, he's missing them. But if you could add those two or three points to what he's doing, geez, he'd be unbelievable. And I think he'd have to be looked at there there for Wexford anyway. Going forward, he 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 really looks like a lad who's 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 really reveling in that role, doesn't he? Fairness to him, he has got a few points in most games. Sometimes when he get moved, you know. It's probably with the county set up with Darry Egan there in in the forwards, you know, and he got a lot of game time under him, you know. And it's probably sometimes people think hurling the backs is a little bit easier than the forwards. It's probably, you know, you're kind of the one to, you know, maybe trying to scull a lad rather than lad being sculled sometimes. And, you know, with the abilities that he has, his great vision and, you know, when he's on the ball, it's just, I think, without doubt this year, I think you'll have to get a, a good spin out, you know, in that position. They're not relying on Connor Max scores as much at all. I said this last week, but like I don't, I don't think he scored the weekend. Did he? Did he? And they still won. No, he didn't. He didn't score. And sure, he's he, probably probably his presence is, is is opening up space for 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 a lot of other fellas, you know. But I still, I still, I st- he's playing quite well. I think Connor, to be fair to him, you know, he's 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 winning a lot of ball. He's making a lot of scores, and it's obviously part of their plan that you know he's he's getting on ball, and then you have the the likes of Aidan Doyle and these fellas and Carl Dunbar running straight down the middle, looking for the pass or looking for the gaps that he's opened up. So he's playing, he's playing excellently. And I, I thought yesterday, even the fact that Gory kind of moved them back onto the edge of the square. Kind of, you know, scuppered the Martins a little bit because he hasn't been playing full forward as much this year. He's been he's been more kind of centre forward, and they kind of did kind of probably surprised the Martins a little bit by doing that. And you know that that's the kind of option they have now. They can play him outside or play him inside. He's still very dangerous in there. Like he could he could, like as you said a minute ago, he's been wrestled to death at times. You know that he should be getting maybe a few more frees and things. But Jesus, he's he's still he's still a fair handful, and I I, I think. I think he'll fancy a few. I think he, even though he's not scoring, I'd say he'd like to get a few scores on 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 Sunday now in the county final because that's that's the day that's that's the day you want to get the scores now and he he he'll he'll want to light that up and on 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 Sunday if he can and get his name on the score sheet. And I think the, I think there could be a goal or two coming with him. You know, I, I think there is is a is a big day coming. He hasn't had a maybe a big scoring day yet and. Sunday could be the day he could bring it, but he, he he's playing excellently within himself and playing well for the team. It does seem to be uh seems to be legal for inter county and club that you can just that you can wrestle Conor Mack to death. <laughs> you never get a free. Yeah, I just uh, I think as Roy Conor Mack is, you know, without doubt in the probably past seven or eight years most ha- one most hands of hurlers lecture had, like I think on the big day and I know on Connor he he doesn't mind the limelight, you know. What I mean, he'll the whole the glory be down there, and I'd say who's, who's ever going marking him is whoever's going to be is going to have a tough day on his hands now, because he can he can go anywhere, you know. And even yesterday, even though he wasn't, you know, he didn't 
get his goal, his trademark goal or whatever. He had a couple of snapshots and he's, there's no one better to get the ball in a tight space and get, get a shot off, like, you know. Another day, they end up in the back of the neck. You know, everyone's talking about Conor Mack. It's a great game, you know. Have you ever had the pleasure of marking him, James? No, thank God. Normally, John Breen used to do it, but he often came out over my head and caught a few that you didn't see him coming, all right? <laughs> <laughs> he was very good at that, and he can catch a ball hands as well. Yeah. I think the type of player he is, Ben, talking about the, the kind of wrestling that, 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 he, that he's subject to, I think the type of player he is kind of allows for that because Connor, Connor is looking for high ball in around him a lot of the time, really. And I suppose then if you if you're a full back on him, so you're you're going to try and spoil him and you're going to try and wrestle him because he's such a strong right hand to catch the ball. You're not going to, you know, your job as a full back is not to admire Connor going up to catch it and bury it in the net. Your job is to stop him. So to be fair to the any of the full backs, they're they're just they're just. Uh, trying to play within the laws and it's up to the referees to, to call it and sometimes sometimes a bigger fella a bigger fella doesn't get the freeze that that, that maybe a smaller fella will get you know it's just, it's just the way it is really that's going back through time I'm sure Tony Dorn way back in the day got plenty of hardship as well on high balls and that was the way it was you just, you just attract that and Connor is well used to it I'm, saying, I'm yeah. sure his nose yesterday Rory he never reacted I think Joe Connor broke a hurl across no. him in the first half. He never reacted. He, you know, he took his slaps and he broke two hurls, I think, himself. I think that Hurley carries in front of me there. He's busy trying to get hurls across from him. But he, he never, no, he's so used to it, I think, at this stage that you can rough him up or do whatever you like to him. He's still going to try hurl his own game. And, you know, he doesn't get brought into the thing about looking for freeze from the referee or looking for sympathy about it. He knows what's coming every day, like, you know. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say to be fair, I think he's captain of Gory this year as well now. And mm. I'd say he's, I'd say he's, you know, I'd say he's going to accept any punishment as long as Gory win the game. And, 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 and they're kind of winning their games at the moment and they're ahead. So he's probably happy enough, you know, and he, he'll have nothing in his head this weekend other than whatever it takes now to get up the steps of Wexford Park to lift up that cup and he, he, him being the captain because... Connor Connor would love to love to love to obviously like anybody else go up and do that and he has the opportunity to this weekend and he, he'll take whatever heart that he gets because to be fair to him he's he, he he's he's not soft or anything anyway you know he, he he can take it and you know obviously he'd like a few more frees but at the same time as you said James he's not going around looking for him and that's that that's testament as well to him because I don't like lads who'll be doing that anyway lads looking for frees or lads diving around the place there's no place for that in Hurland to be honest. I will move on to the next game where I'll guess second week in a row they were the underdogs came out on top they beat the Anns 221 to 214 I think they're in their first final since 1963 is Desi Maiden the Messiah Rory? <laughs> well sure I, I tell you what it is Ben he, he certainly has been at the moment in, in, in I'll get he's, 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 he's doing, a, doing a, a very good job you know like sure, I know I'd obviously know Des very very well, and you know you couldn't get a better hurling man. You know he's he he'd know he'd know every player in the county, and he 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 he'd study. If he didn't know a player or he didn't know anything about it, he'd study the other team. And you know I I think I think what would be underestimated with Des really is the you know he was a very silky player himself, but. He, it, it, it'd be underestimated the steel that'd be in him as well. You know, Des would be a very, very 
you know, he he'd be wanting to win and he'd wanting a bit of steel in the team and he'd want lads to 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 do their jobs and that's coming out in Aldgate as well, you know, and he's certainly he's certainly bringing 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 a little bit of of steel to them and and, and a good organisation to them as well and he's done he's done a great job so far and I'm sure in Aldgate they're delighted by him anyway. James Casey seems to be in the form of his life, James. Yes, yeah, James, he's absolutely flying out. You're talking about, you know, McGuckin being player of the championship. You know, Jesus, James, he's been unbelievable. Like, for the goal against us, like, we don't know, we still don't know how he got the shot off. But the, the last day he got his chance and he absolutely buried it, you know, and, you know, it was a rocket like, and he's, it's a shame he's always been there, thereabouts. But maybe he was maybe being the full forward line a little bit more or whatever. But, you know, he's, He's absolutely flying, and to be honest, he's a lovely fella. I if it was to be, they all play the soccer there, Ferns, Heaven, Party, and Jack, and just really nice fellas. Like you know, if it was, I'd like to see anyone win it, to be honest, put nail my heart to the, to the wall here. I'd love to see Shamey walking up the steps. To be honest, it was a serious pass now of Connor Heffernan's to put Casey through on goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but sure, look, Mini, he's you know he. He's playing that reason, uh, playing that position for a reason, you know. They, as uh, Rory was saying about Des, there, you know, Des will have his homework done. He, you know, he all he he knows hurling probably more than anybody. You know, he's a great man himself to find space when he when he hurls. You know, he always seemed to be. You were marking me. Always seemed to be forty yards away from you. We're like, how the hell did you get away from me there? Like, I was just beside him two seconds ago. But when you wouldn't be looking, he'd be thinking four steps ahead. But uh, you can see by the way their forwards are, are playing, you know, they're leaving spaces where the one space is left. You know, the the Fikra Horan and the likes of Joe Dunn, they sort of sacrifice themselves sometimes. They're coming out the field, leaving the space inside for, you know, the likes of uh, Peter Rowley or, you know, Podge obviously inside. And it's pretty hard to mark space in Wexford Park. And Podge Dorn is a, a serious threat in there. I think you got one three. Yeah, yeah sure. Jesus. Podge, Podge is, you know, this is one I always thought about. Podge, Podge is the only player I ever played played with. To be honest, that 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 I always said could get five goals in a match. You'd never see a lad like that. You know, he's the type of player who could get five or six goals in a match. I remember we played a practice match one day against Tipperary. Ah, Jesus, it must be ten or eleven years ago, and up in up in an old wet day in in, in about February twenty eleven or twenty twelve or something, and up in Tipperary, and Podge. Moseyed on in anyway onto 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 Parigmar, and Parigmar was probably harder the year or something the year before, and Podge got five goals on him in this particular practice match, and that's the type of player Podge Zorn is like he's he, he's he's very very streaky, and if he if he gets his confidence up, he's nearly unstoppable, and like yesterday he caused an awful lot of havoc. What did he get one three from play? He could have had another goal, probably he could have had a few more scores, and. He's been he's been all gates talisman for a long long time and got a lot of very important scores from him. and then with Jamie Casey then going the way he is you know those two together dovetail well off each other they're they're excellent players I think Jamie Casey is he's very fit looking I think you know I, I think if you look at Jamie his legs to me I I always judge a lad's fitness on his legs and Jamie Casey look his legs really really look 
toned and really, really strong looking and he looks like he can cover the ground at ease and whatever trend he's doing himself or whatever Des is after doing him, he's really hopping off the ground and he's he's moving around the place and he's a player I'm I'm sure that Des would love working with because he's his type of player. He's 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 a good hurler, he's a good great striker, a good head. And with him and Podge going the way they are, that's given Oilgate a great chance. Shame he wasn't going maybe great in the first few games in the year, but he's really starting to come now and you know, the last two days he's got two great goals and as I said, Podge is coming into form now and if Podge if Podge and Shamey can have a, a decent game on, on, on Sunday, Oilgate will be hard to stop because those two lads really get Oilgate going. There was two red cards in the game. The second one probably healed the game. Uh were were these were both red cards justified, James, or what are your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I didn't see the first one really that well. I kind of was as a kind of it was off the ball or whatever. I don't even know what happened, but I thought McGovern's that was very harsh. You know, second yellow, whatever. Um, I just uh, whatever fight that the ends were going to have in him, I'd say it deflated him when you know you're losing such a such an influential player like him. You know, going off at that stage of the match, and uh, as I said, I didn't see the first one. Uh, Darren Darren Furlong or Darren Furlong was it? Darren Furlong, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I, to be honest, I yeah. didn't really see it now, but um, um, I can't comment on, comment on that, but definitely that second one was soft now. And if you have the likes of, you know, your Damien Rex and your Shane Rex back and your two spare men, them boys are going to hurl ball back at you every <laughs> every time, but they, they don't waste it. You know, it's not like they're a year ago, they're driving high balls up and you win your own ball. They're putting them balls where the forwards want the balls. Like, it's very hard to mark. And even on that, like, Days I'm seeing again us, and I noticed the other day too. The goalkeeper Aaron Duggan was just poking the ball in the face the whole time. You know, he wasn't poking the ball on top of lads that was 50 50. The forwards were coming in and you know, were swapping, they were taught to use their possession when that whatever possession they had really, really well, which will stand to him, you know, going forward again. Gory, like you know, because Gory are well drilled too. But when, as I said, Mexico Park is very hard to mark in spaces when it's constantly being. Opened up and made like you know, it was obviously a tactic. You could hear Des on the line shouting it, get in, get in, get in, you know, switch. You know, you're never comfortable again because one minute you say Jack Reck could be somewhere, and next minute he's back midfield, next thing corner forward. They're all versatile in different positions, like which is a great thing they can interchange. And the next break of play, you play in that position, next break of play, go back to the next position. And it's massive in the game now that you can hurl in a numerous amount of positions, like. I think the first one, if you look at the first one, Dara Furlong's first tackle on the keeper was was quite high, which which probably deserved the yellow card. Like James, I didn't see the incident in, in at the square. You know, the, the the referee obviously consulted with his umpires and and, and felt it was a second yellow card. You know, the all gate there was on the ground. I don't know what happened, so there's no point in saying anything about it. But I think Lee Moog's decision was an absolute. Scandal to be honest with you, I think it's, it's, it's crazy stuff. I think, I think like he got a yellow card first. I don't know what it was for. It was sort of a, a wrestling match between himself and Shane Rexham when he ended up getting a yellow card. But the second one, like it's an innocuous thing, it's 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 absolutely nothing to me. Like, why the referee even had to go in and consult with the umpires on that? It was a free out for all yet, fair enough. D- Damien Rick got hit, hit a little bit in the head, a bit of a tip, very little now. A bit of a tip, free out, get on with the game. Why he has to go in and consult with the umpires over that 
that that that ball that goes in on Damien Rake is is a ball that happens in every single game and. You know, Damien Rake was going for the ball in the air. Liam Ogall, he was simply doing was, as a corner forward, trying to tip the ball out in front. And there's a little bit of a, a, a tip on the head. It's a free out, fair enough. But there's no reason in the world to, to go in near the umpires and consult with the umpires over that. I think it was crazy stuff. And I think, I think as a referee, you have to know the players you're dealing with. Liam Og McGovern is not that type of player. He's not going to come out there and pull on top of Damien Rake's head for the sake of it. He's a disciplined player. He 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 doesn't have 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 he doesn't have any issues like that. Know the player, and I, I think I I honestly thought it was disrespectful to him to be to be giving Liam McGovern a second yellow card. A man like that who's after playing so well, you know, the last day playing so well for the Ants, playing well yesterday. I thought it was disrespectful to be honest to, to be giving him that that yellow card, and it, and it's. It, it it completely it completely ruined the game for me. You know the game the game was in the melting pot at that stage. Deflated, deflated Saint Anne's. Yeah, yeah. If it's a red card, fair enough. But to me, that's not a red card in any any way, shape, or form. I think it's I think it's absolute madness that that was given given as a red card. Now I would kind of disagree in that. I I don't think it's red card, but I don't think. The referee should take into account who it is. It shouldn't. Your reputation shouldn't be considered before. It, it, it probably shouldn't, but still at the same time, though Ben, you still should know the players. I don't. I don't think Liam McGovern would 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 do that. He's a disciplined player. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You have to, if you've done the crime, you have to have to sort of serve the time or whatever it is. But that to me is a, is is a is a ball that a, a play a referee given a. a a, a, a yellow card for that doesn't know the game. Like that doesn't have that, that. That ball is a simple ball that lands on Damien Rake. As I said, Liam August is just going for the ball and to give, to give him a red card. There, I know I, I I agree with what you're saying in ways, Ben. But I I I think it's I I think it's like in the occasion that it was a county semi final. They're already down to fourteen men. And to hand out a second yellow card there, I don't think anybody in the whole stadium would have been saying, "Geez, that's a yellow card." You know, send them off. Everybody would have been happy enough to say, "Free out for all gate, get on with the game, and we'll see how the last ten or twelve minutes goes." You know, that to me is is, is it just? I if you were saying hands today, you'd be sick over it. You know, and all gate, all gate were the better team on the day. You know, to be fair to them, they were the better team and they were hurling hurling better, but. You know, St. Anne's will have a grievance over that because, you know, as I said, I I, I just think you know, I, I'd i be a big advocate of, of forwards anyway, but I'd be an advocate of Lee Moggs, probably more especially, and he's not that type of player. And to be sending him off there, I think, is, is wrong, to be honest with you. Was the first one a yellow card? Sure, I think it was nothing, was it? I couldn't see anything in that either. Sure, Shane Rick, Shane Rick, sure, like like any back would be doing, would be wrestling and tussling and trying to trying to get Liam Og out 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 play him out of his game. And I couldn't see anything in that either. Like like, where's these yellow cards coming from? Like like you're looking at an All Ireland final two or three weeks ago where where Limerick and Kenny are hopping off each other. Those lads absolutely laying into each other, and we we're going down to Wexford Park then, and we're giving yellow cards for that. Like I think that's madness. Like you, you know, I know the referee is not not in our learning finals or anything like it. But Jesus, if you have two county men who are physical with each other, there's going to be a little bit of there's going to be a little bit of action between them, and they're going to be physical with each other. And 
you know, there's going to be a noise of a hurl against a hurl sometimes. Like we're given freeze and and bookings nowadays because a lad because there's a noise off a helmet or a noise off a hurl. Fair enough if there's something something you know rough, very very rough has happened. But Jesus, we're, we're, you want to be careful with what it is because hurling has to be has to be physical. It has to be there has to be the clash of the ash. There has to be all that. And I think if you get rid of that out of hurling, you're losing you're losing the game. To be honest with you. I was I was doing the commentary for the game and I was sitting beside Key Roster who saw he saw a replay of the Dara Furlong incident and he was fairly adamant that it was definitely a second yellow for him and definitely should have gone. Yeah, well, sure, that's fair enough. Myself and James didn't see that. Keith Keith probably had the had the replay up and up in the stand and as I said, I didn't see the the, the Dara Furlong incident and the referee in that situation probably has to go with his umpires but I think he, I think on the one that happened with Liam Og there was no reason to go near the umpires you know like we're getting carried away like with this stuff you know a hurl hit there's a difference between a lad pulling on a fella's head and a hurl hitting off his helmet does it not seem like to everybody that you know after being at a lot of matches this year too many matches and especially when it gets the knockout championship are being decided by to be cited by referees slash, as you said, umpires. And like, if you go to anyone in the, in the stand, they'll all have a different opinion. I think, as Roy said, you have to know the players. You have to know, you know, it's in the heat of battle. People are going to challenge for the ball. They're going to be, you know, maybe you miss time, but there's no aggression. No one in knockout championship, especially semifinals, wants to be sent off or, you know, wants to be on a yellow. Don't dictate how you're going to hurt for the rest of the game. You know, so you have to realise there are things going to happen. If, like, to me, like the red cards, that's not a red card. Or yellow, a second yellow. A second yellow has to be near near enough, uh, near enough for the, a red card at that stage. You know, you're not going to give a lap or, you know, a super lap on the hurler. Like, he's going for the ball, 100%. The ball's in 30 yards away from the goal. Like, why would he foul there? He's not like a man who's going through on goal and he pulled him down. He's challenged for the ball, 100%. Eyes on the ball. You know, yes, you might make contact with the helmet, but, you know, there was... No one hurt or no one you didn't need physios or anything like that on the field. Like, you know, get on with the game. Sometimes like, referees think like they have to make uh, a call and then they're kind of being backed up by umpires who are just going to agree what they're saying anyway, I think. Sometimes maybe I think you might be better going to a linesman or something. You know, probably is refereeing the game and looking at it as a referee's point of view, not an umpire that's maybe there for a, a free meal. <laughs> 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 We're going to use they, that quote definitely. Do they get a free meal in Wexford Park to do? Uh, we couldn't get over yesterday, let alone get a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> that tackle by Limo was it kind of maybe he was a bit frustrated because Shane Reck was doing such a good job on him? Yeah, well, I I wouldn't be so sure he was doing a great job on him, Ben. I I thought Lee I thought Lee was doing really well for Saint Anne's. He he won, he probably won eighty percent of the ball that went in, and he was really dangerous. I'm sure Shane Ray could tell you that he was giving him a good bit of bother, like, like what, like what a warrior Lee Mogg is really. Jesus, what a player. He caught, he caught a ball the first half. Shane was hanging out and he caught it and made a score for Liam Rashford. Even when the hands were under pressure, the second half he got a score and he was he was really driving it and trying to trying to make things happen. I wouldn't be so sure Shane was 
Shane was probably he probably had kept him maybe off the scoreboard, but he was he wasn't really negating his influence on the game. It was probably more out the field where the ends weren't getting enough ball into him. I felt was was the bigger bigger issue rather than Shane on the day. And I I'd have huge time for Shane. Rick, I think he's an excellent man marker, but I'd say he was happy enough to see Liam Og walking where he was because he was getting the third time. Well, he was definitely hanging out of him every single ball that went in. I'd say he was never more than an inch away from. Him. So that's Rick's game, really, isn't it? He's you know he's renowned for being you know such a touch tie hurler, and anyone that marks him a lot will tell you like he won't give you an inch. You know, probably you know he, he's obviously one of the best at it in the county. But I have to agree with Rory. I thought McGovern, like you know, he was when he got deep, he was going straight at him. Anytime he got the ball, he said he laid a point off for Rochford. He, you know, Lee McGovern was always effective, even like with the Wexford system that they were playing. He was the one that uh, get the ball deep and he was carrying it at you every time he got the ball. And I thought he was good at that yesterday now as well. Like, you know, he, you know, he lo- goes looking. Every time he gets the ball, he goes looking to make something happen or looking. He doesn't, you know, take a shot off the back foot. He's looking for the hardship. He's looking in the eye and he's taking it on every time. Like I thought, I suppose, to kind of change the conversation, but I thought from all Gates' perspective, to be fair to them, they, 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 they matched up really well. They did, they did a lot of really good jobs, Joe. Joe Dunn, to be fair to him, did a really good job on Aidan Rochford because Aidan Rochford is a lad who who kind of goes forward a lot and he tracked him a good bit. I thought Pat Cullen in the middle of the field, he did really well on Dio Keefe. He he wasn't interested in playing getting the ball himself, but he he kept Dio, you know, pretty quiet. He kept him off the ball, and you know, Des will be delighted with him. He kind of he kind of just tracked him and went around after him, and that's what you have to do. And then then their backs like Kieran Hurahan. Mike Kelly, all these lads, they're matching up well against other players. And this weekend, now I'm sure Des will be matching up again and trying to trying to trying to trying to get the right matchups. But I I get I get hurled well yesterday, you know. Even though, as I said, I was disappointed with the sending off. I th- I think they were they were probably going to win the game. And anyway, you know, it was it was looking like that. They were well in control, and they were. They were they 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 had their matchups right and they had their homework done and there's there's loads of legs in the Allgate team which is which is which is going to be a big help to them now in the county final because like I think we were only saying beforehand, Podge is the oldest and Podge is only thirty two or three and uh-huh. the rest of them are are are, are, are in their twenties so they they'll have plenty of energy they'll they'll recover in Seamus Casey's recovery place all week now and they'll be they'll be ready to go for for Sunday and. Like they're not going to be easily beaten this weekend. I think. I think I'll guess anybody who thinks this that, that Gory have this game won or anything like it. I, I wouldn't think so. I think I'll get are going to be well there. Well, Gory yeah, are going to be favourites again. What do you think, James? Yeah, look, Gory probably maybe deserving favourites. Look, as they said, they were champions three or four years ago there, and you know to have on paper one of the panels in it. But I'm really impressed with I'll guess the way the likes of your party cases and as you said, uh, Kieran and all these boys they're they're doing a probably a different job every day but they're not probably it reminds us probably a lot of our team in, in a little maybe they, they know if they're given a job they'd have to do it and they seem to have no airs or graces about them like everything they're doing you know they're you know they're backing each other up they're you know like I seen Shane Casey again Ferns and he was chasing Patrick Breen down to the far full forward line you know and I heard Des like dreaming and giving out to him and he says I have to, I'm not going to let him go. You know, like, how many centre-forwards are going to do that? You know, follow the a centre-back or wing-back or corner-back, whatever you be playing, back down the field every time, like, you know, but they just, they all seem to be doing exactly what they're asked. Probably no superstars, and they're all 
apart from probably Rick, maybe could Damien Rick and Shane, a couple of the boys, they're they all seem to be just going doing doing their job, doing it effectively until they can't do it anymore. The next man is coming on and doing it for him. Like the likes of you say Joe Dunn and the Fika Hoare and dropping off. You know, they probably want to be the lads that are getting all the scores every time, but they're dropping off, closing out the midfield, leaving space for other lads. You know, they're sacrificing a bit of their game to hopefully get a gay over the line, like. So who who are we who are we tipping? Do you go first, Rory? <laughs> uh, who am I tipping? Uh, I I think I think if you if you look at the game, I th- I think they're 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 even enough teams in a, in a lot of ways. I think I think first of all, uh, the, the the thing from 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 Gory's perspective is is they they have experience of playing in a county final, which is which is important. You know, they, 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 a lot of them have played in 2018 and 2020, so they're not going to be, I suppose, giddy and excited this week. They're going to be kind of focused and they're going to be, you know, tuned in uh, to, to, to get a performance out of themselves. From all, from all guests' perspective, it's, it's completely new to them. I, th- I think the fact that maybe... I don't like that there's not a few weeks between the county final, to be honest. I think it's 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 it, or between the semi final and the final. But uh, I think from the all gate players' point of view, it could be better off this weekend because they'll have no time to kind of get caught up in it and get excited about it. Because I'm sure there'll be there'll be an awful lot of excitement in the all gate Glen Bryan area in the next week. So if if all gate can 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 play the game rather than the occasion. They're going to have. They're going to be there. There with a big shout, but I, 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 I probably go for Gory on it. I think. I think Gory have, have maybe Charlie McGuckey in wing back. I think Malai, centre back. I think the 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 the, the Dyle in the middle of the field. Connor McDonald, Carl Dunbar, Jack Cullen. I think they have six or seven big players that, that can get him over the line but I, I think I'll get it'll be close I think it'll be very very close I, w- I wouldn't think it'll be more than a three or four point game but if it it'll really come down to the, the team that plays most as a team you know it's not going to be about individuals at county final it has to be about a team and sometimes Gory can play individually I thought even la- the other day even the other day in the second half I thought they played individually they were taking on shots that weren't on rather than you know, working the ball inside to the right man and and going from there. If if they don't get excited and try and put on a show at the weekend, I think Gory will probably win by three or four. But I'll get I'll get will put it up to them and and they they'll play as a team and as a group. And as James says, they they'll do the honest jobs. And if Gory do the honest jobs and have the intent and the and the will to win, I think they'll win by three or four. Just on the. I'll guess, you know, not been used to county finals. I would say that they they won the intermediate county final two years ago. They also played in the Leinster intermediate final that year. So mm. would would you think that maybe they should be used to it, you know, the big day? Yeah, the big day, but there, there's no bigger day than the county senior final. You know what I mean? The, the intermediate final is, is a different thing. There's no parades there's no big build up maybe in the in the newspapers or on the radio or any of that sort of stuff. You know, I agree with you they're used to playing in finals, but the, the county senior final is a different thing. It's it it's it's it, it's a completely different job. Like Ferns, for example, last year. Ferns were in a final in thirteen, but a good few of you James's lads hadn't played in a final. And Ferns played the final well last year. A lot of lads 
new the newer fellas for Ferns last year they played well within the in the game. You know, sometimes it can it can pass you by very very quickly. You can be in the game, you can get in, you can go out on the field, be through the parade, through the warm up, and all of a sudden it's half time and you haven't hit a ball. So you know that that that's the thing that all gate need to avoid. Up to this point, all gate haven't been kind of expected to do a whole lot. So they're they're kind of playing with freedom in the quarter final. And the semi-final. The players themselves probably are playing like that, that they're going in and saying, sure, we'll give this a lash. But this week now, they're going to be thinking about winning the county final and, you know, lifting Bob Bow and what we'll do after the game. Like, really and truly, none of that makes any difference until you have the game won. So, if they can if they can get their feet on the ground and focus in and don't get, it, get caught up in that stuff, they'll have a chance. But, like... The county final is a different day. It, it is completely different. I was lucky enough to play in a good few, and it is a different day. Even like no matter how many of you play, and you know they, they all take on a different life, and they they all take on different pressures and things like that. And if they if they can if they can deal with that and deal with the the, the excitement and the energy, they'll they'll have a chance. Just on intermediate, Clebon defeated Feathered three fifteen to one seventeen, and Saint James is defeated Timon. 123 to 126. Shout out Carl Doyle on the losing side for Timon ended up getting 10 points from Clay. Who who do you fancy in the intermediate, Clebon or St. James's, James? Ash, look, I suppose you'd have to go with Clebon. You know, they have the experience, I think, there. You know, you know you're, you're like Harry. And, you know, I think Clods ended up in the forwards getting a goal there last day. You know, they have a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good hurlers. But then, you're going to get nothing easy after James is like, you know, they're going to, they've been probably used to being in finals too. Like, you know, football finals probably a lot of them, but like they're, they're well used to being around there. They'll have the experience, you know, heads there with the likes of Adam and all. I still think, I, I think uh, with uh, Caban, they'll have a bit too much firepower. I think they were the outstanding team all year. In, in uh, I know Feathers, they ran very, very close and probably from a mistake from a goalkeeper, it could have been a lot different, but, I still think that Clebon will come through in the end. Just on the other one, Ben, I kind of fancy I'll get to just tip uh, Pippen. I have to go again, Rory. I just think that if they get their matchups right in the backs, you know, obviously Mike Kelly, Jack Cullen, and, you know, the, the, the Rex will take up probably, you know, you know the man-marking job. I think if they can stop Conor Mack, I think that I think I'll get a great chance of, win, of winning because, as Groy says, play the match, don't play the occasion. It can mean a lot. Probably haven't haven't had anybody, you know, that have been there before. But their manager's been there before, and I think that he'll keep him away from the limelight this week. The big thing is just not to get caught up in everything. Probably, as Roy said, you know, we played in two. It probably happened us the first day. You get blinded by the lights a little bit. But I think if you know Des can, you know, keep him away from that, keep him grounded, just keep him focused on the match, their matchups. What they're all about, I think, with great respect to Gory, I think maybe a point or two or yeah can come through. Like it'll be huge on the Feather. Feather actually lost Mikey Dwyer at half time. Yeah, that game could have been very different had he been playing the full game because he'd be, you know, your inter county players have everyone seen in this championship. Your inter county players are massive. Yeah, Feather were we're unlucky in that now. Clavon. Clebon will be. I'm sure they were delighted to get over the line because they were they were really under pressure in that game for a long time. And as you said, losing Mikey Dwyer at halftime was a huge loss for Feather. But 
still feathered, st- feathered, st- ke- still kept coming in that game. And Taban were, Taban only barely won it in the end. And sometimes that's the best way to win a semi final anyway. And they're not going to be coming in, you know, getting too excited about themselves. I think that intermediate final will be very close. I, I, it's it's hard enough to call really in ways like like we were in it last year and like we were hot hot favourites against Timon in the final and still Timon put it up to us Feather were very unlucky the other day really you know Lo- losing Mikey Dwyer with at half time was a huge loss to them they were, they, they were well in that game they hurled they hurled excellently and you know Clavon will be delighted to come out of that game really because you know for long stages it looked like Feather were going to win it you know uh, I and and maybe that's the best way, as I said before, to come through a semi final. Not playing that well for Clubon, you know they're 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 going to be on their toes this week, looking to improve their performance, maybe rather than looking looking at the game. So they they they're probably in a good position, but they'll they'll be delighted because they're in a situation where where they feel they have to win. You know they they they're 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 after losing intermediate or after getting down to intermediate last year. A bit like ourselves last year in the final against Timon, we were we were going in as hot favourites against Timon, and that 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 was a very difficult game for us. It, you know, it's a different mindset for both teams this weekend. That's why I think it'd be close. Clavon are going into the game, you know, where they where they feel that they have to win, they have to get back up. Whereas St James's is it's a sort of a free hit for them. You know, they they wouldn't have expected really to be in, in, in an intermediate final. They were, they were way down in Hurland a few years ago, but they're now in an intermediate final and have a chance to get up to senior. So they're, they're in a mindset of attacking the game. So Clavon need to, need to sort of deal with that because I know, I know last year in the final, as I said with us, a good few of our lads kind of seized up a little bit in the final for a good while because they were, they were sort of caught with the pressure of, you know, we have to, we have to get back up and we have to win. So, you know, if James's can be in this game, James St James's are very, very fit, and they, and they play a good game, a good brand of hurling, and they're they're tight markers. I think that game will be very, very close, and I think the bet if you were a betting man, you'd probably put it on Clavon, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if St James's pulled pulled off a shock. To be honest, I I, I think Clavon are probably the better team on paper, but you wouldn't know what happened on 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 an evening in 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 Wexford Park, so. I'll go for the Jameses on that one. We'll see how it'll go. In 2009, Jameses were the first team in Harlem was Junior B. That's how far they've come. So you're, you're, you're going Oilgate yeah, against Jameses? Yeah, I'm going Oilgate. Come on, yeah. And you're going Gory and James, Gory and the Jameses. It wouldn't be like the Ferns and Outerman to go against each other, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you lads have been going against each other since Record League, have you? Yeah, no, I think Rory came out the best of you. Uh, we were, go- we're going against each other a long time, James. I'd say we won't be going against each other too much more, though. Maybe not in Wexford Park, Rory. Maybe not in Wexford Park. Maybe another place. Neither of you plan on getting into the management then. Uh, sure, maybe maybe we get James over to Owlert and he can manage us. He can do a Des Maiden on us and bring us back to the promised land. Will you do that first, James? No, nah, yeah, we, we have Benny, which is down there now. He'll, he'll, he'll... yeah. <laughs> oh, ben, Benny, ben, Benny is going. Benny is going to do that first. Uh, uh, sure, to be to be fair, sure. Uh, like for, for, Ferns and, and ourselves had huge battles over the years. Like like as you as you said, Ben. I I remember a record league final. Jesus, twenty seven or twenty six or seven years ago, and. Like Ducker Hawkins was the main man that time. Jeez, what a hurler that fellow was. And 
like De- Dez was playing in that game. Funny enough, Dez was playing in the goal for us that that game. He was he was injured coming into us, and he 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 came out the field when we were under pressure. And, and in that game, and like a lot of us played against each other over the years. We played under twenty one. We played minor. We played senior. Like I'd say, the two thousand and thirteen final, even though you lost to James, was probably one of the best finals that 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 that, that the county has, has seen in a long time. And there was huge rivalry between the two teams too. And It'd be great to see the two of us back in the county final next year. Maybe, maybe you'd never know Farns and Owlers next year from James. What, what would you think? As James, I tell you one thing, it would bring back memories, Danny, wouldn't it? I might hold on for one more year for that, Rory. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll take it. But if, you, if you'll give us the offer, Ben, now of Owlers and Farns next year in the final, we'll be happy enough. <laughs> if, I, if I give you the offer, yeah, you offer that, and myself and James will take that. We'll go, we'll go back playing now if we, if we can, if we can be guaranteed to be in the final next year. We'll be happy, and you'll be happy to see Ferns there as well, Ben. I didn't realize either. You guys had were had stopped playing. <laughs> Not just sure. Sure, we haven't. We never stop. We never stop playing. Sure, we just have to. We just have to figure out what 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 grade is going to be. Is that James? Oh. Why is it around that finish, Rory? Why? Is, oh. Jesus, sure. He, he, I don't, I don't think he's finished yet. I'd say, I'd say he, uh, I'd say he'd get out and play still. I tell you the truth, he was, he was at about six games, five or six games this weekend. He can't be stopped going to matches. And <laughs> can't be stopped talk. Can't be stopped talking about him either. And but sure, isn't it great? Sure, isn't it great? It's the only pity that has over this weekend. Yeah, over so quick, is right. All right, lads. Last thing, yeah. who do you think should be this week's harder of the week? We have some new consensus here now, I suppose. You can put your put your argument forward, you know. I say, look, we, we've talked about the lads already. I think the send off maybe ruined the second game a little bit. And maybe the first game didn't really come to light with the senior. So, you know, I thought there was a lot of good performances in the two matches, but I couldn't say one man actually stood out and was unbelievable, you know. So maybe Carl Doyle was 10 points in play. It could be the man. Uh, de- default. <laughs> no, I, what are your thoughts, Rory? No, I, I think I think if you if you look, I suppose the 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 the, the relegation game, like for 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 Rat sure AJ Redmond to be fair to him got 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 four or five points from play. He, he was really excellent in the first half. Uh, you know for 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 there was other good performances from Rat as well. For Glenn Barntown, I'd say, I'd say Sean Cooney to be fair to him, he got the two goals. You know, as I said, Ryder over stuff. John Lacey was. Was a real leader there for him as well, and I thought Jared Dempsey was excellent, especially in the second half. I th- I, th- I think if you if you go to the intermediate games, then as you as you said, Ben, you know, Carl Dyle for for Timon was 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 really really good. I thought centre centre back for 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 Saint James is Jesus his name now this gave me Baron. I think his centre back for James. I thought I thought he was really really good as well. He was a driving force from it at centre back. You know for for. For Feathered, I, I thought Feathered had a lot of good performances. Garrett Foley was good centre, but in the middle of the field, I thought I, I, I thought Mikey Dwyer was going excellently. I thought Owen Whelan was really good. A lot of good performances from from Feathered, you know. Gabon, uh, there, there was good performances from their point of view as well. Connell Flood got got a few important scores for them, you know. There, there, there was a lot of good performances that in the senior games. Then, like if you look at the 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 Gory game. 
for the Martin, sure, I'd say their best performer was probably 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 Rory O'Connor. I'd say in, in in a lot of ways he got three or four points from him, even though he'd be even though he probably disappointed he didn't get more. And I'd I'd say for Gory, then you're talking about you know Charlie McGuckian. You're probably talking about Keen Malai. You know, and maybe Carl Dunbar, those three, I'd say, are, are probably their, their their best performers on the day. And then in this St. Dan's game, like I thought Lee Mogg was excellent for them. Like I'd say, I'd say he'd be the nominee from, from their point of view and from all Gay's point of view then. I'd say you're looking at, you know, Pat Cullen, middle of the field, held up the O'Keefe really well. You know, you're talking about uh, Seamus Casey. And I think you're talking about Podgett full forward. And, and for me, I think if, if you're looking at... I suppose Carl Doyle, yeah, Carl Doyle is an excellent player, really, really top class player, top class corner forward. He'd have to be in the mix, but I think Podge'd have to be in the mix big time as well. To be fair to him, one three from play in probably all Gates' biggest win in probably sixty years, I'd say. You know, their biggest win in sixty years to get to the final, scoring one three, could have had another goal. I think I'd probably, I'd probably lean towards Podge. I think. You come back to saying uh, John Lacey, I just thought. And it stood up when they needed, like in the first half, he had five or six turnovers there that were, you know, when things weren't going, everything going their way, like and hurling again the wind. I, for me, it'd be called Isle or John Nacy, I think, would be the stand up performers of the weekend. Now, I know semi finals are a tough place to hurl, probably harder to lose semi final than the final sometimes, but I didn't, I couldn't really see any real standout. It was a tough battle, the two games, like, you know, and I think we'd send it off. It's kind of hard to. There was a lot of maybe looseness in the second match rather than you know the first match, but um, I think I think, I think, I think Ben, you have the deciding vote. Up to I think oh, I know so who's who are the, nom- the nominees are then Podge Dorn, Carl Doyle, and Carl Doyle. They're the three nominees, yeah. That's why you get paid the big money, Ben. No, I, yeah. I get the guests in to pick the hurler of the week, not me <laughs> because it meant so much to the club. I'm gonna go for. John Lacey. The importance of that game for the club, you know. If a club gets relegated, you never know how it's going to go. You yeah. Know? No, no. You just don't and know how going to bounce back. Our lad's going to head off, say, this is not for me. And he's been soldiering there for a long time and was a, a real leader for them on Friday evening. Yeah, that's 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 that's. I'd have no problem at all with that. I think John Lacey, to be fair to him, as 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 James said, really stood up for 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 Dean Barrington. Even in the first half, he was scoring frees against the wind when 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 it was hard to score him, and he and he got that vital score, and he was a leader for them. So, like I think he he he's he'd be he'd be a deserving winner to win it this weekend, as you said, Ben. You don't know how it's going to go, and 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 for for to keep the club up was massive. It's nearly as big as winning the final. So. I I I'll second that vote, and we'll go we'll go with John if James is happy enough. You you probably had a few battles with John Lacey, James, did you? Oh, he's like <laughs> trying to wrestle a tiger. <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> Knox, but a lot of lads that are strong as Knox can't hurl, but John certainly can hurl. You know, and as Rory said, like he took a couple of frees there, stand side in the first half to keep him in the game, like, and the conditions were atrocious, like. You know, it was gale force wind and he drilled him 45 yards out from the stand straight over the bar. And I just think he kept him in the game when they were going out of the game. And then when they were coming back into the game, he was the lad that really stood up. And as I said, there was a lot of lads tough from Glenbarn under her line, but he was probably the tough one of your toughest opponents every day of the week. All right. Thanks, lads, for giving us so much of your time. Much no bother, Ben. 
No, oh, Byron's bent. Matthew Hannan trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew Hannan. It's not here. It's in the net. It's in the net. It's in the net. The ball is in the net. It's a goal for Wexford. It's in the net. Thanks to everyone for listening. And just like to wish the best of luck to all the clubs involved. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. Gary, you heard he's he's hitting the big time. Uh, I I didn't. Maybe do me in on that. He's going to be an extra for. So he's he's actually filming this week. It's going to be an extra for a TV show. Oh, brilliant! What's the TV show? You know, Mrs. Brown's boys. Yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be an extra in that. I think the Christmas special. Oh, brilliant. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks to everyone. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. All right, Wakeford. 